and I just I just cannot introduce her without talking about and thinking about that and giving honor to God. So thank you, thank you, thank you. So when I hear a lot of people introduced, you know, they're introduced by their pedigree, they're introduced by their credentials and um, Often when I've been introduced, it embarrasses me. People go through this whole list of nonsense, you know, it just, that, it's just stuff. So I want to talk about pastor's credentials as I introduce her this evening. I want to start off talking about her bachelor's of science degree. You know, people think that we have to be trained in this and we have to be trained in that. We got to be taught in this and we got to be taught in that. And a lot of things we do and a lot of things we should. The question is always, who is the teacher? So we're going to talk about her degrees, her degree in the Bachelor's of Science, her degree in Worship and Service. That's her degree in Bachelor's of Science, knowing how to worship, knowing how to serve God, knowing how to lift up his name, knowing how to feed his people. Then she went on to get a master's degree. She got a master's degree in obedience to God's word. She got a master's degree in the obedience to God's call. She got a master's degree in obedience and allowing God to lead her life, which has changed not only her life, but a multitude of people, known and unknown, seen and unseen, those we know about and heard about. And then she went on, she didn't stop there. She decided to continue her education, and she went on to get a doctor's of philosophy. That doctor's of philosophy is in faith, the mountain-moving faith, the situation-changing faith, life-altering faith, a doctor's degree, the highest degree man can give. But then she went on and she got a degree from the School of Theology. Here thus comes the question, who taught her? She went to the school of theology where she learned to put her trust in God at all times. Where she learned godly humility when the face of arrogance, in the face of defiance, she could reflect godly humility. Where she learned to say, not her will, but God's will. And then when we talk about that degree, all those degrees that have been put on the wall and they're framed, her degree reads like this. It's a certificate of graduation from the one who has been touched by God, from the one who has been chosen by God, by the one who has been taught and trained by God, who the one who lives for God and the one who's sealed by the name of God, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Nisi. We lift him up, we honor her, and we welcome her to the podium. Thank you. Pastor Sheila Moffat, the shepherd of this house, along with Pastor Jimmy Moffat. We thank you. I just want to acknowledge my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. He's been good to me. This is a walk, this has been a journey for me and my husband and my family that you could not do with the natural strength. So I thank God for qualifying us and even considering us to be shepherds at such a time as this. To the Pitya, to the church family, the visitors and the friends uh, that came to get a word from God. We want to welcome you to this place. 
now some of you have never heard me speak. And I don't want you to look at Sheila. I want you to hear from God today. But before we move forward, I have to loosen the atmosphere. There's an indication that, and, and, and there's a, a gift that God gave us in this house. And it is this. That whatever you loose in the earthly realm, or be loosed in the heavenly realm. So this is the time that I want to give you all the opportunity to shake whatever you're taking here with. Shake it off, shake it off, shake it off. Now, when the Lord told me that this was a revival, and wisdom, I knew that some people were going to come in here and they were going to say, well, I'm just going to hear. Everybody talking about it. I'm just going to go here to see what she has to say. Yeah, yeah. There's that person. Yeah. And then there's the person that says, well, this is just my friend or my family member. And I'm just going to support her. There's that person. And then there are the members and there are the different people that we sent the flyer out. So we got a room full of people that thought that they were here for whatever reason. But I just want to serve you to know this, that you're here by divine appointment in the mighty name of Jesus. Now, when God gave me the word revival, he said the church needs a revival. How many got the flyer? How many saw it? If you had any sense, if you were a lover of Christ, you should have said, oh, that ain't talking about me, man. So, we're going to drop the arrogance, we're going to drop the pride, and we're going to let go of everything that we came in here with. Because he won't resuscitate his church tonight. Yeah. Amen. Amen. So we're not talking to the unsaved when he said the church needs a revival. We're talking about the saved. Amen. Amen. So loosen up because where the spirit is, there's liberty. Amen. 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 In the presence of the Lord. Uh, this is one of the hardest assignments that I've had to carry out. Um, we're not just dealing with ordinary people when God tells you to go to the church with a message. You're dealing with people that's full of knowledge of the Bible and gifts. And, and so it, it's challenging. When God tells you to go summon different people, you know, um, in a sense, I think it would be better for me to go to some unsaved people. Because the church does not look like the church that God built. The church does not look like the church that God is coming back for. But I'm here to tell you that there is hope for the church. Amen? Hallelujah. I mean, when he says that the church needs a revival, yeah. I said, so what am I going to be speaking to? He said, you're going to be speaking to some cancer? Diabetes, heart disease, yes. mental problems, yes. financial problems, 
But above all that, you're speaking to some spiritual problems. Amen. 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 So what God is saying today, church, is he's trying to bring something up out of us once again. I'm going to be coming to you uh, from two places to start. One is Jeremiah 29. Verses 11 through 14. Yes. And the other is John 15. Verses 1 through 5. And while you get there, I just want to give glory to my Lord and Savior. Heavenly Father, I just want to thank you for this opportunity to God. I don't take it lightly, Father God, and I know that because you are a man of your word, you never told a lie. That restoration is in this house, God. And I want to pray that everybody under the sound of my voice get whatever is lacking in their life right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Yes. That God, that they'll put down the pride and they'll let go of whatever it is that they're holding on to or whatever it is that got them in the situation that they're in, God. Father God, we glorify you and we honor you. I thank you for considering me to be an instrument on tonight, Father God. I ask that you anoint my ears so I can hear from you. And that you anoint my lips so I can speak your word, God. Yes. Father God, we give you all the glory, the honor, and the praise yes. in your Son, Jesus Christ's name. And the people of God said, Amen. 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 And Amen again. Yes. The book of Jeremiah, chapter number 29, verses 11 through 14. And if you will, just stand for the reading of God's word. I know that there are several different translations. Whatever your translation says will be just fine. But I'm coming from King James. And 29 and 11 reads, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, said the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an... Anybody read it? Mine says expected end. Verse 12 reads, Then ye shall call upon me, and ye shall go out and pray unto me, and I will hearken unto you. And ye shall seek me, and find me, when ye shall search for me with all your heart. The focus here is the church. And what we are looking at, I'm going to give you a little background. You can be seated. We'll go to John 15 when we get you there. What we're looking here is a prophet by the name of Jeremiah. Jeremiah was known as a broken-hearted prophet. He was known as a weeping prophet. Because he had labored for over 40 years with people 
professing God. But these people, they were arrogant, they were stubborn, they were rebellious. But apostle, as I studied, God said even more than that. He said these were hot ranked people. So imagine somebody without a title trying to go to a high priest and tell him, God is saying, turn, don't you do that. Don't you touch that. Don't you go there. They didn't want to hear what Jeremiah had to say. Can you imagine being that unpopular person with all of the credentials trying to tell all of these important folk about the Lord? But this was Jeremiah's charge. Uh, I thought it was interesting that in the Greek, Jeremiah's name was translated as to throw. God throws. And I said, well, God, I believe my name is Jeremiah. Sometimes I feel like you done threw me under the bus. You, you want me to go out there. You want me to say this stuff. And you want me to do this stuff. They already said, I don't know you. I asked around, don't nobody know you. And then you got hundreds of other popular false prophets. The false prophets were calling Jeremiah the false prophet. But that's what they do to discredit the word. Because where the light is, darkness is going to be consumed. So if they started to hear from Jeremiah, that means the darkness had to be covered. It had to flip. But Jeremiah, he stayed true to his assignment. Jeremiah being mocked, Having to walk alone doesn't sound familiar. Having to stand alone, still we're trying to encourage. Encourage. And encourage. By the time you get to Jeremiah number 29, verse number 29 and 11, Jeremiah's message changed a little. What he was saying to the people then, he said, this ain't one of my long messages now. He said, I tried to warn y'all. All the 11 other prophecies I gave y'all. He said, but this time 10, this was the 11th message. He said, but this time, but this time my message is different. He said, God told me to tell you that he tired of y'all. And he said, now you're about to be carried away. Somebody said again. How many times did God forgive his people? And over and over, over and over, and over and over, they sinned against him. We know that nothing new is under the sun. We know that this is the same thing he did for Israel. When he told Moses, he said, Moses, I'm giving you a charge. But this time I'm going to bring a out he said, don't tell them that I've heard them crying and I've seen their tears. He said, and I'm about to give them some relief. Somebody say relief. relief. And he did that. But over and over, they see. 
these are their descendants, and so are we. Now, what I like to do, I like to reference the old covenant. That's why I gave you text from Jeremiah 29 and 11. Now, flip over to St. John 15, verses 1 through 5. Can we stand for the reading of the book? This, this will help you stay awake. Sometimes it's good to get up and down, keep your blood circulating, keep your weight. We don't, we don't hold you long. Chapter number 11 and verse 1 reads, I am the... Is she the only one? I am the... Uh-huh. And my father is the husband. Every branch in me that bears not fruit shall be taken away. Every branch that's in him that bears not fruit shall be taken away. Every branch that's in him that bears not fruit shall be taken away. Come on, y'all. Every branch that's in him that bears not fruit Amen. Amen. He says that and every branch that bears fruit, he purges, that it may bring forth more fruit. Now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, Except it abide in the vine. No more can ye except ye abide in me. I am the vine. Ye are the branches. He that abideth in me bringeth forth much fruit. Somebody say much fruit. Much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. Amen. Amen. God is saying here that the church it's not being fruitful. He told me to purposely make decision. Not give you the, the subject until we took inventory. But now I think that it's safe to say that the church is in captivity. Amen? Amen. The church is once again in captivity. But what I want you to know, brothers and sisters, is that this is not where God wants you to be. But God is saying that I will not be put in your mix. He said, I'm the true vine. He said, the church over and over, he said, what you're doing is you're mixing me up with the other worship, the, the other gods. And now he's about to do something. And when we think of God moving, we think God's going to take us somewhere good and we're going to have a party and God's going to bless us and we're going to laugh at the enemy. But God said, no, no, no. This ain't that type of thing. He said, because you are dying and some of you are dead. He said, but I'm trying to save my people because he's soon to come. This is a message of God soon 
return. Amen, somebody? It's a hard message. Because everybody want to hear about the houses and the cars. They want to hear about the promotion. They want to hear about the husband. They want to hear about the children doing good. And somebody coming off drugs. But God said it's even more than that. He said my body is broken. He said my people are bound. He said they're bound. They're bound by sin. But God said you don't have to stay that way. When you read back in Jeremiah number, verse, verse number 24, Jeremiah had a vision. And it was of two baskets of fruit. There was a good basket and there was a bad basket. And Jeremiah said, but Lord, what does this mean? Well, God said, well, the, the good basket it represents the good. He, he said there, there's some, some people that they love me. He said, now we are dealing with sinful people, but there are still a few good ones. But then he said the bad basket, that, that's for, for the evildoers. It's full of evildoers. He said nothing is palatable in that basket. But watch this. This is a total paradox. Because then the Lord tells Jeremiah that the bad basket, I'm going to let them stay in Jerusalem, my God. There's an atmosphere like, like how, they, how they doing so good? I mean, I'm living for you, Lord. I, I'm, I've been worshiping you. I've been serving you. And, and the evil people seem like they're getting ahead. I said, hold on. He said, the good, I'm going to let them stay in Jerusalem. This is the place that we worked hard. We built the houses. We came up in Jerusalem. He said, but the, 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 the bad basket, he said, I'm going to let them stay in Jerusalem. He said, but the good ones, he said, I'm about to let them be carried away into captivity. My God. So you mean to tell me I'm about to be in bondage? You about to tell me I'm going to have to go in and be a slave and store at home? I'm going to go to all these hard-hearted people. This is where you want me to go? He said, yes. He said, because there's still some worth saving. Bless God. He said, it's still one or two that's worth saving. Yeah. He said, and if I let you stay in that place, in that state that you're in, he said, then you're going to be corrupted. My God, somebody should have blessed God right there. He said, you'll be corrupted if you stay in that place. Yeah. He said, so don't despise where you are. He yeah. said, even though yeah. you've done some stuff that, that make me unhappy, You've disappointed me. He said, I still love you. Yeah. He, he said, I still love you, though. Come on, come on. He said, and I'm taking you here to save you. Bless God. Bless God. God is so amazing. Yeah. But he'll let you see your situation. Yeah. And then he'll let you see you. I'm so glad he ain't like man. When, when man find out your weakness, they beat you down. They beat you down. But God, he said, I'm going to love you right where you are. I'm going to love you and discipline you at the same time. 
because whom I love, I'm going to discipline. Yeah. And so God said, don't despise the chastening. He said, because I've got something for you out of this. Somebody say, yeah. It's contingent upon what you, what you do. So this ain't just another revival. This ain't just another word. God's people been running from here, there, and everywhere. They've been running from prophet to prophet, and, and internet show to internet show, and person to person, yeah. trying to get a word and you get a word. But what he's saying is nothing is getting fulfilled. Yeah. He said, but it's not getting fulfilled because there's no fruit. He said, what you wait on me to do is contingent upon what you do. Yeah. Somebody yeah. said, bless God. So many people are running on empty. God, I'm waiting on you to do this. God, I'm waiting on you to do that. And God said, what have you done for me lately? Yeah. I'm going to go there. He said, what? Yeah. What? Israel. I'm talking about Israel. You know, you can't talk about folks because they get mad and say, you judge them. I'm talking about Israel. Uh -huh. He said, what have you done for me lately, Israel? Yeah. Yeah. He said, I brought you out. Yeah. 400 years of slavery. Yeah. Tree of life. He said, I brought you out. He said, I brought you out the project. I brought you out way up there. I brought you out the heartbreak plan here. I brought you out the cancer center. I brought you out the sickle cell clinic. I brought you out of a poverty mindset. I brought you out of lying. And behind the pool too. He said, but what have y'all done for me lately? He said, evidence. He said, evidence. It's all around you. He said, you got the evidence. You got the evidence, but you ain't putting up. He said, now it's time to pay the piper, but he said, it's still. It's still in love. Yeah. yeah. Love. So, next time somebody say, I don't know what's going on in my life. I don't know how I got here, but I said, tell me, yes, you do. Y'all, come on now. Look at you. Yeah. Y'all run into these prophets and these pastors and these folks like you run into New Orleans. The only thing different is they ain't flipping over no cars. You want to get your ears tickled. And God said you can do that, but that's why there's no hope now. Because when you're being prophesied a lot, it brings forth for, for false hope. Yeah. And when the false hope comes, yeah. folks stop believing in God. Yeah. Yeah. Stop trusting in God. Yeah. Start rubbing on rocks. <laughs> Moon rocks. Yeah. The universe. Yeah. Sit there and chant. Yeah. God said, I'm not pleased. Yeah. Said y'all done put me all in y'all mix of all kinds of stuff. And he said, I want it right and I want it right today. When you leave here today, it's not about what God is going to do. It's what you got to do. Because what, what this word is saying is, it's not so much of what the people did. It's what they didn't do. Yeah. We're living better than we ever lived. Yeah. We're free to worship. And still on. See, God is told to be COVID. So COVID was a setup. I don't care what nobody say. Yeah, it might have been put out there by the government. But God said, okay, y'all gonna blaspheme my name and sit up and talk about how all churches found and you ain't got to go to church. He said, now I'm gonna shut it up. He said, now what's your excuse now? Why you ain't worshiping? Who they gonna talk about it like it out now? He said, it's a man in the middle today. 
But God said, whatever you produce is what your outcome going to be. I can't sit here and tell nobody that when you leave here today, your life going to be fine and dandy because I know it's somebody that ain't going to heed to this word. Yeah. I feel like where Jeremiah left off with the prophecy number 11, I got number 12 today. Bless God. Yeah. And I'm going to take number 12 and do my best. But God says he's not a Santa Claus and he's looking for the fruit. Yeah. And before we can come together corporately, Apostle said that last night, it's individual. Those people that went to the pinnacle, they to the upper room for the Pentecostal experience. The few that was left, they was for real. Because yeah. what a lot of people don't tell is they tarry for the Holy Ghost. See, ain't nobody tearing for the Holy Ghost no more. They come in here and they sit. And I'm just going to wait until the music starts. Then I'm going to get up. I'm, I'm just sitting. I'm just waiting. The church ought to be on fire. Yeah. Yeah. The church ought to be on fire. Because heaven responds to worship. Heaven responds to servitude. Why is the castle center full? Why, why are our children on antidepressants? Why are they being diagnosed with this and that? And, and, and why are your children losing your mind? Because ain't no fire, ain't no fruit. When the church get back up and start giving their gifts back to God, I'm going to get there. He'll bless us. I remember seeing things when I was a little girl. It used to scare me. But I remember them praying for folks and somebody running in the basket. And I be saying, ew. But as I got grown and realized God said they were throwing up cancer. Yeah. He, he said they were throwing up sickness and disease. Yeah. Where's the principle? We, we think that that's uncommon. They, they just too radical over there. They might take off running. I can't go over there. My red box. They might scuff them up over there. I can't, I can't go over there. Let me tell you, honey. When the world and the enemy get to beat you down, you'll be running to. You'll be running to. God trying to get us to get up. He told us it's real life. He said everything that's needed has been given. I said, oh, yeah. He said, yeah. He said, the office of an apostle. I don't know what an apostle is. They got to step up to the Sunday school teacher first. And then something happened, and I got introduced to the apostle. And then he said, you got the prophet. If the people would get up, Apostle said everybody can evangelize. You got the pastors. And if the people would get up, we got some straight up teachers. We working with a five-fold ministry. But everybody sitting on their do nothing, waiting for God to do something. And God said, when I come back, 
It's going to be for one reason. Don't keep calling me. Tell me the other doctor told me this. And, and look, I don't know what I'm going to do. He said, don't keep calling me back. He said, because I left you with the power. Yeah. But the church, we got a bondage. The church is still bound. That's what you feel right now. Because if it was some free folk, y'all wouldn't be sitting here waiting to see how I'm going to move. If I'm going to say something wrong, oh, I'm just going to see. That Holy Ghost would have hit you with me. Hollering and screaming. It's not out of order. But I, you got to show some sign. If we want God to come back here, be alone, come, come back. He said, I'm already here. He said, this place is sanctified. He said, the Bible is already there. Y'all got to be there. Y'all better catch yes, it. Yes, yes. She said, the Bible is in this house. Yes, yes. But you got to work for yes, it. Amen. Yes, yes. Don't nobody want to work for us. Where I got a lady? Yes, yes. I ain't going to church today. I'm going to um, watch Bishop someone else over there. And you able to buy well, I, I did my devotion. God said, tell them a pop-up on their cell phone make devotion. He said, tell them devotion is time to apart. Like you've been watching your shows on the weekend. It's time, special time, for God. In essence, God is saying, Pastor Jim, I'm a jealous God. And I'm tired. I'm tired of showing my love for them over and over and they keep forgetting. Everybody, you know, she goes, she's talking to. I don't know who she's talking to. She didn't look at me. Uh, she looked at me. You try talking to everybody, including talking me. To me. Talking to me. Including me. Yes, talking to me. God says this world is soon to come to an end. What are you doing? You're distracted. And so he said, I took you to a place. Now after today, I ain't going to be here. I got a few more minutes in this service. This is the end. I'm coming out brand new. Then he said, this place I want you to leave. He said, forget about what was on your mind when you came here. If I wasn't on your mind, forget about them, him, it, they, forget about it. He said, for a month. And he said, you need to sound to the Lord and to the Spirit. And he showed me no matter how powerful the message is, why a Christian be on the wrong he said, because your spirit man has an appetite. And just getting a word ain't good enough. You gotta put some feet to it. And everybody has a gift. And everybody can bring something to the table. So we're waiting on God to do these things for us in our life when the power is within us. And so God is saying, I, 
He's showing me a whole bunch of dead people. And he said, these are my people. And he said, it's spiritual malnutrition. And he said, they can't play this one on the pastor. At this time. He said, this time everybody is responsible for himself. Bless God. So when he said, don't come asking me for nothing, ask me what you can do. Ask me how you can be effective. Yeah. Ask me to pour more of my spirit into you so you can pour it out to somebody else. We are in a world full of selfishness and entitlement. Yeah. God said, I'm going to take that away. But there's hope. Somebody said, there's hope. There's hope. Apostle, I was silver yesterday. Well, last night, because it took me, I already had it in my notes, to 7 Chronicles 7 and 14. Somebody say there's hope. And it says, if my people are your child of God. Who are you talking to? Jesus. Is he talking to the church? Somebody ought to be if you know the word of God, he said, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, turn from their wicked ways and seek my face. He said, then, it's contingent. I told y'all. It's contingent upon what you do. He said, then will I hear from him. He said, I can rebuke the devourer. And I'll heal the land. Bless God. Anybody need that land healed today? So the church is in the battle. He said, yes. But you been there long enough. Y'all stay with me. I, I don't stay long. Y'all know me. Stay, stay with me. Shake it off. Get up and stand up if you sleep because yeah, I got to give all of this today. I, I'm not cutting it short, but y'all rolling y'all out because y'all killing it. I'm not cutting it short because I ain't leaving here the way I'm coming. Turn to the book of Hosea. Yeah. Turn to the book of Hosea. Yes, Jesus. In the Greek, it's pronounced Ophelia. This is some good news. It may not look like it, but it's some good news. God said that there's a way out. The book of Hosea, it talks about the valley of Acre. Which is also known as the valley of weeping. Anybody had to cry? Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Anybody broken up? I'm talking about, I'm just trying to help you get free. He, he, he wants you to expose me. He wants you to let it go. He said, I'm here. They still holding on to it. He, yes. he said, you're in the battle. Yes. 
But then he said, wait, wait, break it all down. He said, break it all down. He said, break it all down, Lord. Because ain't no way. This is the place that God showed me, and people still sitting there with their legs crossed and wait, wait to see. Yeah. He said, the valley is weak, uh, weak and is full of folks that are successful. They got money. They got cars. They got houses. And they want to peel away. If they don't take their antidepressant, they might be a chicken tap on. That's what we be seeing on the news. They, they, they just one peel away from exploding. He said, these are the people that pretend to have it all together. He said, because I blessed them. He said, but let me tell you what to tell them, daughter. He said, tell them that they've committed spiritual adultery. He said, because I blessed them and they won't do nothing for me. wondering why you wish somebody to lay hands on you. Yeah. And if they lay hands on you, it ain't gonna do nothing. Because yeah. God said, this is my hand that's on you. Yeah. And you ain't gonna feel better until yeah. you do better. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. This ain't one of them engineer sermons. This is one of them yeah. tough sermons. The one don't nobody want to hear. Yeah. Yes, Jesus. 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 He said, yes, they are, darling. Don't Jesus. let them fool you. Yes. Tell them to take the mask off. And I'm going to walk this room until you get up and start lying like you did not together. God said we don't have it together. Then they got to lose their mind and take sleep. And they'll have a nervous breakdown if they miss the letter store or the dope man. Then he said, don't let them fool you. They make them pretty. But they cry real much and cry every night. He said, don't let them fool you. Yeah, yeah. Come on, Jesus. Come on, Jesus. He said, they're in a bad place. He said, that spiritual man yeah. is malnourished. Yeah. I don't care what kind of designer suit they put on the boxes. I don't care what kind of mansion they step out on the yeah. I don't care what kind of luxury car they drive. I don't care what your bank account looks like. It's still down in the valley. See, if you ain't, you might be in trouble. He just said it. He said, I left the foul. In that comfortable place. Yes, God Jesus. said, this pressure you feel is me. Yes. I'm making you uncomfortable. Jesus. So I can turn it off of you. Yes. Oh, God. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. He said, tell them I got a man. Thank you, Jesus. He said, tell them whom I love, I discipline. Yes, yes. If you sit in the place and I ain't trying to solicit no members. But if you sit in a place and your pastor telling you you good, you in trouble. Yeah. If you sit in a place yeah. and your pastor ain't preaching holiness of hell, ah. you in trouble. Yeah. It's about total salvation right here. Because yeah. at the end of the day, what profit a man to gain the world and lose yeah. his soul? Yeah. Hell is in it. John's description. Calls it a lake of fire and brimstone. Yeah. They need to stop glamorizing hell. Yeah. Hell is a place of eternity. Yeah. Children, forever and ever. And ever and ever. And ever and ever. Yes. You're going to burn and be tortured and tormented. He said torments. Yeah. Not torments. Yeah. So yeah. you go through different levels of torment. Yeah. Yeah. Hell is real. 
we forgetting about this worldly stuff. Our Father is calling for the fruit. He said, because if you have abide in me, you got to produce something. No more sitting there waiting. I'm going to see it. I'm going to see it. I'm going to see it. That's why it had manifested. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the physical stuff. And that's good. It's not un the spirit of ungratitude that you feel. It's the spirit of discontent. God said, I love you too much to let you get content. So he said, I'm, what I'm really doing is I'm hiding you. It seemed like a low place to book in too. And to the people that were in the town were starving to death and Elijah was eat twice a day. He thought he was, I had forgotten about him. Yeah. But God said, I'm keeping until I know that you'll get out and live for me. Yeah. Yeah. Not just for with your mouth. He said, the demons know who I am. I always thought about when I was growing up the parable of the servant and the talent. Now it can be taught so many different ways because some translations say talents. Some say gifts. And then it goes on to talk about the servant with the one talent. Hide God's money. So what people don't want to hear is in the Bible. But I just thought that he was talking about spiritual. God said Jesus was giving you a description of what's going to happen on the day of judgment. Oh, You'll catch you. He said that I, people was going to be running up to the father saying, Father, remember me? I'm prophet so-and-so. I prophesy. Father, remember me? I'm doctor such-and-such. Remember me? And he said, I'm going to say, turn away from me. Oh, I never knew you. Oh, Jesus. Jesus. He said, because you produce no food. He said, I gave you the opportunity to save lives and bring people to me. And you failed to do so. He said, I want some fruit. Get up. He said, I don't know what my spiritual gift is. I'm happy. Whatever you're doing in the natural, natural, make that your ministry. Don't mean you got to stand behind no pole. Everybody in this room got a spiritual gift. And if we all operate in the spiritual gifts, the church will look like it's looking. Well, she's been diagnosed. I don't want to hear that where she at. Give her him. And we're going to stay there until it come out of her. I don't care what the doctor says. That ain't the pressure. That's some pressure. Don't give them a pill to make them come. 
get their nails done, pedaling, like going to the spa. Yeah, yeah. What else to say? Going on the cruise. What else to say? We have an election. It's only for the elders. It's only for the dignity. He said it's some folks that about to lose their mind. And you sitting up talking about what you need. We gonna come out of all this depression. We coming out of this mental disease. All this sickness. Well, the doctor just said it's over time, it's just gonna progress. And you sitting there waiting on it. He said, I give you the authority to tell the doctor, you tell him a lie. As a matter of fact, when I get back, you're gonna have to decrease my doctor. Yeah. We're receiving the report of the enemy. The enemy wearing a white coat. The enemy pushing a pen. Why you think it's so easy to get educated now? Because that overshadows in the natural. Because if you don't have the degree, then you ain't nobody. And so people run into these people that don't have no anointing. And so instead of them being delivered, it's being suppressed. And it's going to suppress until it takes over. Yeah. Yeah. And not just that person, their children. They children, yeah. they children, you know. Yeah. Grandma ended up being in a mental war, and they just say it is genetic. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And you sitting there waiting to go sit in the chair and rock and let them pump you up with some medicine and not know your name and scribble in color booth. And that's what you waiting on. And when God said, I sent my son, that you may live and live in the abundance of life. I don't know what it looks like, y'all. I don't know, know what it looks like to y'all, but this ain't it. This ain't it right here. I need to be able to call somebody and say, today, I'm under attack. Yeah. And they said, wait a minute. Hold up. You prayed for me yesterday. Now it's time for me to pray. They're attacking you today. Let me at it. Somebody said there's a way out. There's a way out. Go to the book of whom they are. Thank you. I'm not going to read all of chapter 2. But if somebody don't break out and run when I read this, something is wrong. God told me to tell you, saints. He said there's a way out, saints. Y'all ought to be excited. Read Hosea. Chapter number two, verses 14 and 15. And it reads, Therefore, behold, I will allure her and bring her into the wilderness and speak 
comfortably unto her. And I would give her vineyards from thence, and the valley of Acor for a door of hope. Should have been running right there. And shall and she shall sing there as in the days of her youth, restoring something. And then in the days when she came up out of the land of Egypt, God said, you praise me, right? If you repent today, if you turn, he said, I'm going to restore everything that the people were talking of. That's why he said, he'll give us hope and an expectancy. Because he said, I didn't bring you down there to die. Yeah. He said, I didn't take you down there to die. I didn't let you in that lion's den for them to annihilate you. You're around all these educated folks with these titles and positions. And I know you. You done had to bite your tongue. God had to do it. Bite your tongue many days, I know you. But God said, I didn't let you feel that. For nothing. Amen. He said, you've been in that den of snakes, but you're going to come out victorious. He said, the enemy can't have this mind. Because you got to say, let this mind be in me that was also in Christ. He said, the same spirit that was in my son can abide in and it's got a bad back. Yeah. We've been around all these stuff. If you're almost through in the town, you say, not yet. Almost retired, you say, not yet. He said, the before you leave that place, his glory is going to be revealed all to you. They don't know that they're not in the dog. Oh, yeah, they're working. It's time to get up. You've been sitting long enough. He said, it's time to get up. He said, you ain't got to keep smiling like everything okay. He said, release it. And he said, when you release it, they're going to think you done lost your mind because ain't nobody going to know who you are. Because you done took it, you done taught me. And you done took it, you done taught me. And you become a child that you done taken seriously. But God said, when I stir you up this time, he said, you're not to stay there. And uh, then you'll get a consent. He talks about long of the fruit. I want y'all to read it. Leviticus chapter number 19. When you get home, we talk about long of the fruit. Let me tell you what happened to a lot of people. God will bless them. And they want everybody to eat from the table. 
y'all ought to be doing some stuff people ain't never ever imagined you doing. Now I know everybody feel like it's embarrassing when you say I out the call and I don't want to do it. I don't want nobody to know this. I don't want nobody to know I'm dealing like with this. I don't know. I want nobody to know I suffer from depression and anxiety. I don't want nobody to know that. But God says, if it was you that came in here in the valley today, that you can come to this altar, what I thought. You mean to tell me God said we need a revival and nobody's at the altar? He said somebody came in here in the past. And somebody that listened to the enemy and he said that this is, you're going to die. You old, you washed up, you washed out, don't nobody want you. You ain't worthy, you can't go in there witnessing to nobody. You don't know enough scripture. You don't know this, you don't know that. You ain't anointed enough. Because all this false is on the scene. And the false can mimic the real. As a matter of fact, when it's real and you don't do all that, you you looking at them and like, ooh, y'all spitting some stuff. Yeah. They speaking they tongues, some kind of tongue. I don't know what it is, but but if you don't watch it, you be thinking that that's the anointing. And so what happens is it makes you feel like you ain't got enough. I, I can't stand next up to. I can't stand up to that. Yeah. I don't have any training. Apostle told y'all last night about the train. Thank you, Lord. So he took me to Ezekiel in the valley of the dry bones. And the word of God says, and then the spirit of God came to Ezekiel. And he said, son of man. God wait. He said, son of man. Yeah, this is one of them houses you ain't got to pretend. You can sit down if you want to sit down. I just want you in the pool because you need it. He said, son of man, can these bones live? And he said, I turned to him and I said, Father, you know. You all seeing and you all know it. And he said, prophesy, daughter. He said, speak life over their life today. 
He said, and tell them that everything that the enemy told you was a lie. He said, tell them that I'm going to block their hearing from hearing from the enemy. If, if they repent, if they turn, if they pray, if they seek me, he said, it's yours for the asking today. Ain't no pretty praise in here today. We all messed up. We all down in the same valley. Because I saw him speaking to Ezekiel and telling Ezekiel to prophesy. But as I recall, Ezekiel was in that same valley. So none of us are better than the other in here. That's just what I'm trying to say. He said, prophesy. He said, tell them to take their authority back today. He said, if they'll repent, I'll loosen the spiritual strongholds. And if they repent, he said, I'll sever the past. Father God, we thank you right now in the mighty name of Jesus. We glorify you, God. We thank you, Father. That we are walking our anointing. We won't let them assign us position. He said the ones that's assigning you position, you need to be teaching them. My God. He said not in arrogance. He said, but you've been there long enough. My God. The first thing you got to do is you got to get up. I just see them kick. They just kicking you. They stomping you. And you, you stay the same, but I love them. Oh, but they, I, this, I love them. Lord, I don't know how to let them go. I'm going to help you. If you don't let them go, they're going to kill you. And if they're the ones that you're leaving as your beneficiary, they're going to live off you twice. My God. Yes. He said you need to go redo some stuff. He said your murderer, you taking care of him. My God. Yes, Jesus. Prince of Peace. Saturator. Yeah. God said, I'm going to give you some real rest. I see a lot of people in here with pills on their hands. God said, they depended on a pill for their healing. He said, but the pills are taking them farther away from their healing. I see the mind being affected. God said it's not healing them apostle. It's oppressing them. When we talk about a a total um, demonic possession, it's spirits that have been allowed in a place too long without being cast out. They're being suppressed. 
and we're going to rip it back up. We're going to take the authority back from the enemy in the mighty name of Jesus. See, you got to understand the text is because there are gifts. The enemy don't mess with nothing that ain't no threat to him. And so he said, I'm going to get them while they're early. I'm going to get them early. I'm going to label them. So when they come telling you, God just showed me this, and I saw this angel, and I saw this gonna happen, then folks going to say he's crazy. God, I can't God said, take the authority back in the mighty name of Jesus. Put him in the word in the mighty name of Jesus. He said, our sons and daughters shall prophesy. They ain't seeing stuff. And the things ain't making stuff up. They seeing stuff. Yes. Y'all let them call our babies crazy. The word of God said they were going to see stuff. He said that they were going to have vision. I'm not trying to pull you back here. God has to lead you where you need to go. Or where you go. But it was all a tactic to get you away from here because this is what the other was. That's what they did to Jeremiah. The false prophets called him a false prophet. Because they knew if the people listened to Jeremiah, they were going to be here. Uh-huh. Take it back. Bless God. Bless God. Bless God. Bless God. This woman been tearing. She said, I, I'm not going to let go, God. I'm not going to let go. I'm not going to leave, God. I'm not going to leave empty. I heard her say it over and over. She said, I'm not going to leave empty. I said, wait, well, I can't preach my sermon. I said, but God told me to tell you. It's what you do. That boy you feel, it's because you ain't teaching. Yeah. The bestseller only is a bestseller when it pleases God. The prophet didn't lie. But he said the tour is what's going to get you known. It's right there. And you just sit on it. You're going to be on tour on a book. It's a book tour. And you're going to be going to different churches. and You're going to be teaching groups. I see you teaching groups. And it's going to come from the book. God said you're going to be a best-selling author on tour. See, we be missing it in the natural. We think the best-selling comes when we make the millions. If God do it like that, the government going to take it all. God said, I'll bless you in a way that a government can trace. Do you understand he said it's in you though. He said, I put it in you. And until you get what you need, you're going to stay hungry. You're going to stay thirsty because what you need is in you and you got to work. He said, fruit. Somebody say fruit. Yeah. Yeah. 
that appetite got to be fed. You're more than the church custodian. It's time for you to teach some Bible study. You do know enough. Y'all know how I started? What I didn't know, I go get some children books and still will. Ain't no shame to my game. I go get some children books. I go teach some children. Then I kind of get the small group because when they ask me something I ain't know, I kind of feel like, oh, But God said, don't worry about that, y'all. But see, he had to build it up in me. I had to be willing. So he said, don't worry about it that you don't know. He said, I pour it in you. And every Sunday you get up, if you allow me to use you, you'll be saying stuff you didn't even know you did. Oh, yes. Yes, he said, yeah, you study, you say your word. He said, but then step back and let me have it. And people are scared to step up because the enemy has intim intimidated the church. Infiltrated the church yeah. with all these lying wonders and these signs and false prophecies, and so it makes the real look like well, we I see no things. I can't I can't tell them to run and jump up and down and they fall out. I I can't do that unless God tells me to. And they, they over there doing that, and so it's got us stepping back, retracting. Yeah. God says, step back up. You in the wrong place. We grew up there together, but the church that you're supposed to be in is diverse. It's not just place. You are in the wrong place. And God said, you've been long enough. It's almost like you are in a remedial group. And I know God can use you, but he has your time is up there. It's more than purpose. And it's up to you to walk. Yes. Yes, God. So God, we bless you with glorifying you. Yeah. He didn't just give you the gift of healing to lay hands on the sick and they be healed and you walk around with sickness in your body. The Bible said that David encouraged himself in the Lord. And so when you're in good standing with God, you know what you can do? You can tell him, if I found favor in your sight, and you gave me a healing anointing in my hand that I can go to hospitals and people be healed. I go to ICU and look for them on my last ship. I know they were there and I'm asking where they at. And they be saying, they ain't dead. They down there in the room sitting up. Because you done touched them. But sickness is in, in your body. And God said, you have the authority in the mighty name of Jesus. To speak life over your own life. We don't always have to wait for somebody to come touch us. And speak to us. It's in you. Amen. Apostle God ain't forgot about you. He said he about to restore you. It's going to be mind blowing. And I, I kept hearing the word the benefit, the benefit, the benefit. 
And so little by little as you were speaking last night, the Lord was speaking. He said, I sent you to school. You've gotten to school and now you're a professor. He said, your time is up with that. He said, now there's a school of divinity in you. He said, the lessons that you have written, that's the curriculum. But not just any teacher, the apostle sets the church at yes. yes. And I said, well, God, I got it. I, I know what you sent apostle for. But a lot of people came. They can't digest what you brought. Man. And he said, because it's for the leaders. Since I've met him, let me say a rev when I say a pastor. Say rev when I say a pastor. And now I understand. Even while after watching you flow, that kind of message is for the leader, the leader, the head of the church. That's why he said the school of divinity. Leaders need to be trained. He said, you sit in that place and you watch that violence and that corruption and God said, no more. He said, because the ones you were sent under, you should have been training them. But you said, well, I'm, I'm an older man. I don't have that kind of energy. You know about the lesson you told us? Ephesians chapter 6. He said, you got other lessons. Just put them away. He said, that's the curriculum. The work is already done. You already did the work. He said, but I'm older. That's just too much for an older man. God said, I'm going to restore what the canker worms don't get destroyed. He said, your ladder is going to be greater at this account. Everything that you gave up to serve God. God said, you ain't lived yet. Somebody say, yet. Pastor, live, live, Pastor. Live, Pastor. You came here and you broke territory of strongholds. God hadn't shut these doors in six years, and he won't, as long as me and Pastor Jimmy stay the wheel, he made us a promise. There have been times, Apostle, my husband worked seven days a week for so many weeks straight, we forgot to count. God said, as long as you do his will, lack will no longer be your portion. Somebody gonna donate the building. Somebody say they gonna donate the building. 
They're going to donate the building. Don't worry about it. Apostle, don't forget about Tree of Life. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, we, we put ourselves in there with your children. Don't forget about it. But everything God is about to do for you, you deserve everything. You're so unselfish. You put it to the side and you put through some strongholds, but you made it here. And I knew you were a man of God. First of all, y'all, you tell, tell excellent, folks don't get back here. We don't play that. But your, by me asking for your bio wasn't for me. God had already shown me and Pastor Jamie who you were. You are what the church needs. We, you are what we've been praying for. We've been praying for a mentor, somebody that's willing to show us and teach us and not try to make us sit there and sit there doing my way. You always say what that says the Lord. Amen. Amen. He got to bless you. You go start going to see your doctor. You ain't told me nothing about your hair. We got to do something different. I've been doing this long enough. God says that he's about to restore my life. I got some more gear than me. We ain't seen nothing yet. You finna start aging backwards. Benjamin Button. <laughs> you gonna have back. Yeah. Everything gave up, you watch. Some of it you don't want. Some of it you just deserve. Bless God. Yeah. The ones that don't laugh and say, I heard you say now he ain't did it like nothing. God finish just their mouth. Bless God. Hallelujah. Anybody restore it here? This is what revival looks like. This is you. Pastor can only walk so far with you. Like Jeremiah, Pastor can, Jeremiah can only say, y'all, don't touch that, don't do that. Uh-uh. God said, uh-uh. Telling you exactly what you're doing. She might be talking to the one next to and then pastor, I think you were talking to me. I know I was talking to you. But God said it could be restored tonight. Nobody has to leave out of here empty. I didn't do it, the Holy Ghost did it. Amen. Anybody willing to walk in their authority? Anybody willing to produce some fruit? I want to get the kids to the audience, uh, to the altar, because I... I just don't like the feeling of leaving them back there. Yeah. Twilling their fingers while we up here get prayed for. Yeah. So in the spirit, God, I ask you to wrap us all up. And everything that don't look like you, God, I ask that you will burn it up right now with the Holy Ghost fire. And everything that the enemy had planned and plotted for their life, God, I ask that you're counting it out right now in the Holy Ghost to call it over here. Our future is bright in the mighty name of Jesus. Our future is bright in the mighty name of Jesus. There'll be pastors and prophets, teachers and evangelists. 
and minister the music. Yes, Lord. God, wrap us all up in your loving arms, God. And since you gave us the choice on tonight that, that you want more food produced, and if we do your business, you're going to see about us. Everything that the Lord promised you, he has to do. But it's contingent upon you. That's why he said an expected future. Let me read the end of Jeremiah. Yes. Yes, sir. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Jeremiah 29 and 14 reads, When they call on me after they turn, I will be found of you, said the Lord. And I will turn away your captivity. Y'all to be celebrating. And I will gather you from all the nations and all the places thither that I have driven you to. That you can come out the valley now. And he said, I will bring you again into the place where I called you to be carried away. And that's that blessed place. He said, I'm going to take you back. There won't be no lack. You won't look like you've been through nothing. Somebody about to confuse their enemy. Somebody enemy thought because I was gone and they can see me, they thought I was dead. But when I come back rolling and looking like they're going to be scratching their head. Somebody enemy been laughing. I ain't seen her. Where's she at? And how did she probably broke down? Last time I saw her, she was just crying and stuff. Tell them I'm reloaded. Tell them I'm back. And I'm brand new. I'm reloaded. Then the smile is going to be for real. We ain't going to take no happy pills in here. Yes, sir. Hallelujah. Yes. Evangelism is in you. Yes, Lord. But just the way you're sitting there walking, is how you've been sitting there walking. And you, like all of us, need God to do something. For real. But God said, when you start producing the fruit, everything will line up. Bless God. I'm so glad we don't serve no Santa Claus. I'm so glad he don't give us what we want just because we want it. I'm so glad that he'll take us to a place to hide us. That's love, man. So after today, this church, and when he said the church, he ain't talking about this physical address. It's people. Y'all yeah. yeah. no longer in captivity. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. 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 Ye
He just said I'm with an ear, don't put an ear, let them hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Yes. The church said you're delivered. Yes. The Spirit. I be happy. The Spirit said you're delivered. The Spirit said you're healed. The Spirit said you're set free. When the enemy say anything else, tell them you're alive. Bless God. We glorify God. I'm going to turn it over to the men of valor. I thank God for this word. I thank God for what I despised. I did not want to do it. Y'all reached out to some people. They laughed at me. They talking about coming to help Trill. I'm going to come over here and help y'all out. If God told me to summon them, it's because they need him. We, 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 don't need, we don't need nothing. He said everything that's needed in this house has already been given. We may be few in number, but this is a rich house apostle. We won't be. I'm not going to do no car washes. I don't wash my own car. My husband be asking me to help him for time. And I won't. I'm not the only fish fry we're going to fry. It's what we eat. I like it hot. Our children not going to be standing outside with no buckets. And God still going to do it. We're going to get a bill, bill from the ground up. Bless God. And he's going to keep sending folks to somebody to have the right spirit. We bless God in this place. Glory be to God. It's offering time. Thank you, Jesus. Y'all go back. If, if you are in the right place, y'all go back and spread fire in the ministry that you're in. If you're not in the right place, ask God to lead you. If you've been sitting there, sitting there, sitting there, ain't nothing changing, you're in the wrong place. If you're not going where you're going, you're in the wrong place. Amen. And if you pray and ask God to lead you, he will lead you. You got to be willing because a lot of times it ain't going to be what you're thinking, what, 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 you, what you think it ought to look like. But if it's where God wants you, you will be blessed. Amen. Amen. We thank God. I'm going to take one of the men. You want to pray for me? Hallelujah. Wow, what a great moment this has been. Amen. Amen. Come on, don't get quiet on me. You're going to Man, come on, shout one more thing. We got one more shout in here. Shout it now. Because God will always be God. Amen. Father, we just thank you today. We just bless you today, Father God. We thank you for the word that you have sent in this place today, Father God. Father God, it was a word just for this day. Just for this season. Father God, it was a word that was spot on for your people, Father God. And so we thank you, Father God, for the obedience 
a pastor Sheila and her heart from her people. We thank you today, Father God. And so, Father God, right now, bless everyone in this place. Bless them, their generations, their family, bless their homes. Bless them, Father God, more than they would ever expect, Father God. And so, Father God, right now, we just ask you to bless this offering, Father God. Multiply. Yes. You said new building, Father God. Multiply. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We thank you for everything that you are doing in our lives. And we worship you. And we love you. We love you. You are our dad. The Bible says that you are our brother. And we thank you today. In the master's and mindful name of Jesus Christ, we say amen. amen.